welcome to the More Than Books podcast. Here today, we I am here with Joel. Hello. And today, we are going to get down into uh, a topic that's a little... I would say it's not necessarily on the old side of things, but it's what are we about six to eight months away from this topic, and yeah, this really really came to light uh, back in October of 2015. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily a new topic, but it was one that had we known uh, what was going on, I think at the time we probably would have jumped on this, but it's it's. Something I think that's worth talking about, so we're going to join in, and, and right now it's been a little slow on the whole book news <laughs> side, so this is a, it's an important book news topic. And once again, we're going to be talking about Amazon. Because they're the juggernaut uh, <laughs> that is dominating the publishing world right now as far as retail sales. Uh, and I think we're specifically going to be talking about uh, their Kindle Direct Publishing program. And how a few certain individuals have been able to take advantage of their Kindle Direct Publishing program to make a lot of money with fake books. Yeah, so, I mean, this is essentially a program that they started to help people do self-publishing. They get, what, like a 20%? Or is it more? Is it I think it's high, more. Isn't it? I think it's a lot more than that. They get a pretty solid cut of the profits from these sold ebooks. Uh, a buddy of mine used to do some self-publishing on there, and I think he made a total of maybe $10. I mean, he just made next to nothing, which is... But it was a short story, so it wasn't too bad, but it just... He's like, it wasn't worth my time. <laughs> but I had already written the story. I I enjoyed the writing process, so for him, it wasn't a huge deal. Yeah. So, basically, Kindle Direct Publishing is a way for just any average Joe... Or Sally to uh, write a story or a book and uh, get it up on Amazon uh, as an ebook format and sell it through their store. Uh, you can basically submit it through their program and then they'll list it as a book. It's you know you know when you're looking through Amazon and you see all these like ninety nine cent books and a lot of those a lot of those are Kindle uh, self published books. Yeah. So they're not necessarily backed by any major publisher. Uh, they're basically people that are. Throwing their stuff up on Amazon. And as you can imagine, quality is all over the place when it comes to those. I mean, sometimes uh, they're really, really well done because the person put a lot of effort into them and they chose a original piece of artwork for their cover and they, you know, this is something that's really close to home for them. And for some people, they just chug out instructional books just to make money and that's kind of where we're leading this toward is there are people who have figured out how to maximize profits on this uh self-publishing site and not break any rules they can do this at least according to amazon as much as they want well i don't know if it necessarily doesn't break rules because the main example we have today uh, is this author that's called Dagny Taggart, which is not a real character's name. It's a it's a, that the name of a character from Atlas Shrugged. Yeah, that it, it um, may it might sound familiar to you. All of the ebooks have been pulled from Amazon. Oh, they're all gone. Yeah. Okay, well that's yeah. good to know. I did not <laughs> did not know that little tidbit. So this was posted five months ago on Reddit 
a huge thread called How to Scam Amazon Customers Out of $100,000 a Year. <laughs> and this person who writes foreign language instructional books decided to speak up and challenge what was clearly a, a fishy juggernaut, <laughs> a, a white whale, if you will. Yeah, so this one, uh, this one author, codenamed Dag- Dagny, Dagny Taggart, Taggart. Um, had a fake bio uh, on the website, uh, was using a stock photo as the profile picture, and, you know, she was, uh, according to her bio, spending her life traveling and picking up languages and uh, just trying to help people learn new languages. In reality, it was like 20, 30 people just writing the... Someone was using this non diplume <laughs> and was contracting out work to people in third world countries essentially people that you know people that would work for pennies on the dollar and would write these materials and they would just slap the Dagny Tagger uh, name on it and put it on the website so this character this you know, fake name was basically flooding the market with ebooks on how to learn different languages. So if you search how to learn Chinese, you might find a book by this person. If you search basically any language combination you can think of, there was probably a book by this person to teach you how to learn this language. And I think in the thread originally, the person that posted it states that I think it was a book every five days was put out by Dagny Taggart. A new book published every five days. Now, that's pretty prolific. That's <laughs> unsustainable. That There's no way a human being can write a book, much less a foreign language book, even if it's super formulaic, every five days. Well, there's a lot of evidence that these books weren't actually written, that a lot of them were like copy and pasted off of websites and kind of thrown together. There's oh, yeah. some definite plagiarism at work. There's some... As you mentioned, hiring of you know people from different countries to uh, submit uh, submit these language uh, learning. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what else to call them. They're not really <laughs> guides. I mean, they're instructional books, but they're according to everyone's review of them, they're so poorly written that they're kind <laughs> of hard to read. And even people who are native speakers were confused as to, for numerous points in these books, I think uh, uh, someone who speaks French in the thread mentioned that they just looked at the chapters, like the very beginning of the book, the chapter headings, and four out of the 15 were incorrect, not French words. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah, uh, no, clearly no editorial oversight on this, um, and that's actually a common complaint with the Kindle Direct Publishing books in general, is that <laughs> things may not have been edited, there might not have been proofread correctly. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. The stuff is self-published. Yeah. There, no one is, I mean, even in the uh, fan fiction you know, arena, there are people who work as editors for free. I mean, but even then, there's still mistakes. I mean, even in published books, there's still mistakes. So then, with all these clear mistakes, um, this Dagny Taggart fake person, you know, was still a number one bestseller on Amazon. Yeah. 
with all of these clear, clearly mistakes, people that bought the book like very quickly realized that this was not something that's actually going to be helpful. But, you know, it's two ninety nine dollars a copy. I mean, it's not a ton of money wasted. And what are you going to do? Well, the reason that a lot of people were tricked into buying these books, not just because there was a ton of them by the same author and Amazon was flooded with them, was because they were very well reviewed. Yeah, they have really they were up there almost number one in every single language that they were instructing. Yeah, they, they had high sales and high and positive reviews, like yeah. four and a half out of five stars on Amazon. Well, it comes to light that there's this whole underground world online of people buying and selling reviews. And yeah. you can, like, contract with a company and buy, like, 500 reviews for your book or something like that. And then they can go and, and make it look like a bunch of different people are reviewing this item. Well, and it doesn't even take that many reviews to bump up something like a foreign language book. I mean, even if it was 25, 30, five-star reviews, especially if they're fast... And the person gives that book away to the to the reviewer, so it looks like a quote unquote sale. That helps bump it up very quickly. Well, this is uh, clearly against Amazon's terms of uh, service, since they put a lot of stock into their reviews. Like that's basically Amazon's bread and butter with selling things. Like that's how it works. They have their user reviews on every single item, and they strive to make them as accurate as possible. Yeah, they. I mean, that's why they hound you. For your review <laughs> when you buy something. I very, very rarely, unless I truly believe that the product is worth reviewing, do I ever post on there because I am not part of the Amazon sales team. It's <laughs> not my job to sell whatever. <laughs> the The problem is, is that even I rely on those reviews for oh, yeah. information. Um I mean, I wish I could say I would, I, like, I would want to give back, but I also feel like there are others who have probably said what needs to be said about the product. Yeah. Now, reviews can make or break a new author. Um, like, it's the difference between having a book uh, sell a couple copies and having a book sell hundreds of copies. Yeah. Um, if you have a lot of positive reviews, you're much more likely to be able to make some money off that book. Um, so buying reviews really tips the scale in favor of the scam artists in this case. Yeah. So how are you supposed to compete with that? If you're if you're a struggling author trying to break through and you've published something on uh, on Kindle Direct Publishing and your number one competition is a book that someone just threw together in five days, published, bought reviews for and suddenly it's the top seller in that field uh how are you how do you compete with that like i i don't know if there <laughs> is a way that you can compete with it because the problem is that barring the review side of things which we'll get to because that's not cool and that's very much not in something that amazon wants you to do but the publishing materials under a false name is something they don't have a problem with. I mean, that that has existed for publishing almost forever. I mean, people have been writing under a pen name. The problem is, is that these are like farmed pen names. I mean, we're not getting necessarily into... Uh, what's that author? 
that always that lately has been what, like James Patterson. James Patterson, yes. <laughs> Where he he writes a book, but he doesn't actually write it. It's James Patterson with. It's not James Patterson. James Patterson is writing out a outline at best and handing that off to a young author who's trying to get their name out, and then that author chugs out a book, and then big letters, it's Patterson, little letters, it's that person. But, you know, I'm sure that author isn't complaining, because they're getting the chance to make a big sale, because if it has a James Patterson name on it, it's going to be a bestseller. And I would assume, since their name is on it, that they do see some sort of cut of the sales. Oh, I would, I would guess. I would guess. They're getting paid. The authors that write those books are getting paid. uh, Fair enough. Because if it was just full contract work and that they didn't get any residuals from that, I I think that would be completely unfair. But then again, none of us know this stuff because that's kind of a well-kept secret as far as I know. I haven't done a ton of research into it, but from what I understand... (laughs) Patterson doesn't want you... He wants you to think that he wrote that with that person. And in some technicality, he probably did. I don't think that's a well-kept secret at all. You I don't think, think so? No, I think everybody knows that James uh, Patterson doesn't write those books. That's... Uh, yeah? <laughs> I mean, I know, and I'm yeah, not even yeah. in the publishing business. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that everybody gets a good deal out of that. Like, I don't think all there's right. anything wrong with that setup. Because the author, the other author is getting credited, they're getting paid, and it might be a, a diving board, you know, a yeah. starting board for a big career. Just, this is different, because this oh, person yeah, doesn't no. exist at all. Right, <laughs> this is 100% fake. Yeah. James Patterson is a real person <laughs> who, at one time, fully wrote his own books. Yeah. Uh, but now... <laughs> different story anyway small tirade on patterson but as far as amazon is concerned the authors who are writing these books that's fine they can have up to three pen names under their own account that's not a big deal even people i think i don't think amazon really even cares if people like contract out the books that's not the problem because if the book sucks it's not going to sell well in theory what amazon has a problem with are all these sold reviews. People believe Amazon reviews. Yes. So if there, if there starts to be this trend of, I'm going to Amazon and I'm reading the reviews, and you automatically don't trust it, that's bad for Amazon. Yeah, it's uh, people put a lot of faith in Amazon reviews. Yeah. At this point, the most that Amazon can do is go after companies and <laughs> sue the crap out of them. So after this kind of story broke on uh, well, on Reddit, um, that's kind of what Amazon did. Like, this was posted back in October. I don't have an exact date. But uh, the story came out on October 21st. Um, yeah, it's right around the late October yeah. is when all of this stuff came to light last year. Yeah. And it wasn't long after that, actually like the same week, that stories started coming out about Amazon suing companies that... Uh, farm out these fake reviews uh there was one british or or uk based website called fiverr which is a freelance job site um that they targeted specifically but this is just one of many many companies that have done this basically people were on on this site saying like hiring out these services of we will write reviews for you for money you pay us we will go in and write fake reviews for you like you can give us the review and we'll post it under a bunch of different names yeah or post it from different ip addresses so it's not traceable so so that it gets through their filter like 
Yeah, clearly Amazon had some filters set up beforehand to make sure that people aren't spamming reviews. But if you're getting away, like going through um, VPNs and different, uh, using different IP addresses and yeah. different names and using different computers, like you can get around that if you have a big enough, you know, network. And that's what these review sites do. They find that network. They farm out, you know, reviews for as little as $5 a piece for five-star reviews. That's, yeah, I mean, if people put in their, if their algorithm and people put so much faith into positive or negative reviews, even, you know, $20, 100 bucks, if that nets you, you know, even if, even a hundred sales, yeah, three dollars a piece. That's still a two hundred dollar profit, and that's a relatively low sales number. And when you think about digital sales, if you have um, hundreds of different books out there that are all doing the same thing, though, yeah. add that up. Like, if all of these, um, if we're using this Dagny Taggart uh, example, uh, yeah. which we are, if all of these different language learning books are all doing very well and all have, you know, you're paying for fake reviews, but the profit is enough that you're making, you're still making bank and not and doing very little work. Yeah. This, this is not an isolated case. I think we should point that out. <laughs> that this happens a lot on Amazon. This is not... And yes, this one person at least had the gumption to speak out about it. They very much realized that this person was not a real person. And that there's no way that they can produce that amount of materials... Uh, <laughs> and have them... One, I mean, I guess if they really were a real person doing it... it the quality would probably be even poorer than it is, but yeah, it's just insane. It's very clearly not a human being, one human being at least, that's creating this stuff. Yeah. So yeah, Amazon is cracking down on fake reviews. It looks like all of the eBooks by that Dagny Taggart have been pulled from the Kindle store. Um, you can still find what looks to be. If I go directly to Dagny Taggart's page on Amazon, which still exists, you can find a bunch of books, Kindle and Audible, title not currently available for purchase. Um, you can see the paperback, which were print-on-demand books, are going for hundreds of dollars, which means that they probably don't actually exist. Right, they're, <laughs> they're algorithm out right now, yeah. so that once they hit a certain stock number, their price goes way up. Like, if there's, like, one or two books left in Amazon stock, like, they automatically 
jack the price yeah. of. Like, that's just how the al- algorithm works. And that's why every once in a while you'll see some things that should be, like, $10 listed for, like, hundreds on Amazon. Yeah, it's yeah. it's an unfortunate casualty of the algorithm at that <laughs> point. So you can still find the print books. They are unbelievably expensive just due to Amazon's algorithm. But all of the ebooks have been pulled, which is a good thing. I mean, clearly this came to light. Well, and what's really weird and and very funny is that this person was stating these things, and they had pretty believable, a uh, pretty believable argument. And this person then actually received contact from someone stating that they were Dagny's lawyer. <laughs> and to if you read the thread, uh, it, which is how to scam Amazon customers out of a hundred k a year. It's really amusing to see someone whose English is not great. Like, their sentence structure is off. They repeat a lot. Uh, they're very, like, they're almost pedantic uh, in their writing. It's just really humorous. They, like, they make crazy assumptions and, and uh, crazy claims. Like, they want things... They want essentially you, this person to make the post go away from the internet <laughs> forever. And as much as I have learned uh, about things on the internet, once it's placed there, it never goes away. Yeah, even if you delete it, you can probably still find a, a cached copy of it somewhere. Or right. Someone took a screenshot. Or Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some of these uh, letters are kind of funny coming from quote-unquote Dagny's lawyer. Lots of talk about defamation and slander, facing imminent legal action if you do not delete the post. Uh, A follow-up says, within the next three hours, if you don't fulfill these requirements, we'll prosecute you. Like... And then, like, it, like, goes into all caps and, like, it's just... Yeah. Lawyers don't... Lawyers don't generally do that. They don't generally speak in all caps. No lawyer that I have ever met when creating a legal document has, unless... The form itself required all caps, has ever used all caps, or ended sentences with prepositions, or any other, like, improper English sentence structure issue. There is one point where, um, I don't know, I found it really funny. It's the the sentence, you will have to pay high indemnaciones. Like, it just switched language in (laughs) mid-sentence. Like, this person, like, man, you are very clearly... Either throwing this through a translation or you're doing your best, but it's not, I'm like, that doesn't seem like a, like a legal term to me. That just seems like a foreign language. English is not your first language, which that's fine. Other than the fact that you're posing as a American lawyer named Mark Hamilton. (laughs) So it's, it's ridiculous. And indemnazio, uh, Gosh, my Spanish yeah. is terrible. Indemnización is, is Spanish for compensation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I feel so, good about that. Yeah, then. that is... <laughs> it is yeah, Google my, Translate. My Spanish is not good. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. And they wanted them to, like, write an ap- a public apology yeah. on Reddit. It, it It's silly. It's There's no... Most... I don't even <laughs> think legally you would have to do that unless... I mean, unless it went to court, but... 
usually when you get a cease and desist, they just say, take it down. That's mm-hmm. it. There's no apologies. Why would we, should you have to? I, yeah, it's silly. It's just all silly. Yeah, yeah. There's no... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so this hit the Washington Post after that um, Reddit post, and it blew up. And yeah, isn't isn't that owned by Jeff Bezos? Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, the, which, for those of you that don't know, Jeff Bezos owns Amazon. <laughs> yeah, and so you would think someone would be like, "Hey, Jeff, check this out. Someone's screwing with your uh, with your money maker. Won't you won't you fix it?" So of course, it hit the Washington Post. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and then you know Amazon sued these people. Uh, I don't know if we've gotten to that point yet. But... I don't know if there's been um, it, that's still ongoing yeah. litigation. But they they uh, uh, according to news sites sued like a thousand people. Yeah. For yeah. this this stuff, which is frankly is probably a drop in the bucket. You gotta. I mean, you gotta think that this is just scratching the surface. This is one company that they went after. As a scare tactic, and as far as I know, when people do shady stuff on the internet, they only stop if they get caught. <laughs> you know, another example I noticed um, fairly recently uh, that was kind of similar to this story. Uh, back when The Martian, the movie came out, which, you know, I think that was at the end of the summer last year. Yeah. Uh, early fall. So it was right around the same time period as all of this. Uh, I noticed that there, the book... I mean, the book clearly is an Amazon bestseller, but I noticed that in Amazon recommendations, they kept recommending me The Martian by Andy Weir by a book a day, which is a summary and analysis of The Martian, a novel by Andy Weir. But in the the title literally says The Martian, a novel by Andy Weir, and then like small print. It's like summary and analysis oh, for two ninety nine. <laughs> they, they think they're getting a sweet deal yeah. on this ebook. The cover looks very official too. Like, oh like, man, yeah. it does. <laughs> it looks like it should be an actual book, but it like does. little tiny gold that says summary and analysis. It looks like there's now a warning on this uh, on this book that says this is an independent edition to The Martian, meant to enhance your experience of the original book. If you have not yet bought a, bought the original copy, make sure to purchase it before buying this unofficial summary. <laughs> The enhancement is they take your wallet and they make it lighter and then you so, magically weigh less. There was clearly a glut of five-star reviews that were on this book, too, um, when oh, it really? started. But now they're down to 45% five-star, 38% one-star. But the one-star the one star customer reviews all are all the top customer reviews now. <laughs> and, okay, you know it's bad when yeah. that's that's the top reviews. Is like this is terrible. <laughs> this is someone who is clearly trying to take you for a ride. And a lot of them actually said that uh, talk about deceptive advertising. Uh, I accidentally purchased this because I thought it was the actual book. Like uh, the reviews mm, say, yeah, it. no, no big. Of course, because <laughs> it looks real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy. Uh, it's an obviously scammy attempt to confuse people, is what another person said. Yeah, um, yeah. Every single top review uh, on this particular book is a one star review, even though about fifty percent are five star reviews. So I wonder where all those five star reviews came from. Oh, I'm sure they were probably yeah. purchased. I mean, it's. At this point, we I think we 
this has been brought to light, I think, to everyone now, which is great. Because now, I take a lot of that stuff with a grain of salt. I mean, don't get me wrong. I took reviews with a grain of salt before. Because, I mean, my process is always look at the five stars, take a look and see what people are saying about that, and then look at the one stars, and then look at the threes. Usually the fours are people who are wishy-washy, and the twos are either non-existent or worthless. So it's, you get that, that like, five, three, one splice, uh, and you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a number of ways you can protect yourself from falling prey to this type of scam with the fake reviews. And reading multiple reviews, reading positive ones and negative ones. Yeah. Very important. Getting... And I mean, this is really what it comes down to. I mean, so is the question we always must ask is, how does this relate to libraries? I mean, the big thing is, of course, these are books. So automatically, we're kind of into that concept of, of uh, text on paper or on electronic paper, for that matter. And so we want to know what's going on in that field, but also... Being savvy when it comes to information is something that we really try to promote. Uh, information literacy, yeah, it's essentially. definitely an information literacy type of issue because if yeah. you just figuring out what is real information and what is fake, that's definitely something that not everybody can do immediately. Like, yeah, I mean, especially if things look official or look yeah. on the up and up. And that's the, I mean, the problem with that today is it's very easy to make something look well done and real. The tools to make, to create things that look official are free and they're out there and anyone can use them. And and so it then falls down or falls onto you as the individual to realize, you know, what are the red flags why might this not be correct? I mean, when it comes to information, I am never 100% sure that information is correct. Well, there are a few things you can do. Amazon very nicely offers a free sample on, I think, is it every single Kindle ebook? You yes. can get like a sample of it. Yeah. Get a free sample, read a page or two before you make the purchase. That's. Uh... Hope that those pages offer some yeah. sort of indication that that may not be the correct title or that uh, something might be up. <laughs> Hopefully. You know, the problem, I mean, there's ways around this. So then what's what's maybe the next step, Joel? Googling the author might help. If, yeah. if, it's, if something is not obvious on Amazon, if it's real or fake, maybe do research off of Amazon to see if yeah. anybody has had any issues with a particular author or a, or a company or anything because if it, it i mean nowadays it's, it, there's a distinct possibility that if someone's like hey this is not a real person that they're talk not necessarily talking about it on amazon they might be talking on another website yeah uh, especially if it's something new that just popped up and seems to have a whole lot of five-star reviews because you know after over time those things will get figured out and amazon will put a stop to it yeah but if it just happened, if all these fake reviews just came in, nobody may have reported it yet. Right. So that's kind of where you got to be wary. So look at the types of reviews, looking at the reviews, see if people say a lot of the exact same thing, if it seems like the same review was reworded like 12 times and submitted. And look for, look at the fine print on things too. Like, <laughs> 
in that the Martian uh, summary and analysis um, example. Yeah, summary and analysis is very small. <laughs> I would, but it's there. I would say if something seems a little off to you, even a smidge, even you're like, that seems kind of strange. Do a quick, just do a wider search, like for the Martian, and see if that's actually the cover. Oof. I mean, I know that's hard to say in the moment because it looks so official. Also, it says the page length, and for this particular book, thirty-nine pages. That is oh, not a novel. Oh, there's another. Yeah, look that at all of the a... breakdown of all the information, yeah. Yeah. and let that be your guide. If anything looks too good to be true in uh, in the fine print or in the in the information or summary of the book, it very well might be. Yeah. And then that's really what information literacy is all about, is is questioning and looking a little harder at something to make sure that it is actually what it says it is, or at least as far as you can tell. <laughs> or if, if one self-published author is flooding a certain section, look and see, like, is it even possible that this person wrote 86 books on... yeah different red, foreign languages red flag num, <laughs> numero uno yeah. uh should be right front and center <laughs> if it does not seem if a person can humanly write that many materials they're probably not a real author or they might be stephen king that's funny <laughs> he does write a lot is it one a month i mean he's ridiculous. Uh, it's like he gets like two full-length novels a year and then short stories throughout the oh, year it's crazy yeah so it's like, t- it's essentially a book every six months. Yeah, yeah, at that, least. That's, I, I only know of like one or two other authors that actually have that level of output. <laughs> um, but they write tie-in fiction, so it's, <laughs> it's a whole other matter altogether. Whereas they, you know, they're not farming out their books to people and copying and pasting things mm-hmm. from the internet, so. Well, I think with that, we, you know, this is probably going to be a shorter episode um, just because this is kind of a smaller topic, but we really felt like this was something that probably needed to be said and that people should be aware of that's going on because it's not going to end. Yeah, I mean, as long as Amazon allows people to self-publish materials with very little editorial oversight, people are going to try to take advantage of that. Yeah. I mean, it is in Amazon's best interest to make their algorithm such that these types of things do not become bestsellers or they find fake reviews much quicker um, just for the sake of, you know, people trusting them. Yeah. There's <laughs> and a lot continuing to, be... to shop there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yes, they already got their money as far as when the book sells, but they put a lot of fa- or they put a lot of money into their brand. And if people see their brand and see that that it's not worth anything, that people are going to maybe stop shopping in Amazon. (laughs) It could happen. I don't know how at this point, but it very well (laughs) could happen. Yeah, and I think Amazon, it really is the the juggernaut when it comes to the direct publishing. Like, people just... I mean, how easy is it to get a book on iBooks? It's pretty hard. Yeah? Yeah. I, I think that... I don't know if they're, I mean, this is might, might be my ignorance, but I don't think they have a direct publishing platform for iBooks. No, like they, they don't. For no, I think, I think that you have to be under, I think you essentially have to have a publishing house. I mean, you, 
it, stuff through iBooks has to be very high quality. I mean, there's there are a few other self-publishing sites out there, but they're very standalone. I mean, if you want to make money as a as an author and self-publish, Amazon's one of the very few games in town. I guess Apple does have a self-publishing thing. Do they? Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know if people. I don't are know if it's willing. quite as easy. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if people yeah. are quite as willing to buy things that are self-published. Well, I know iTunes. Amazon takes a, or, um, Apple takes a bigger cut out of sales than I think Amazon does, and they already take a huge <laughs> cut. It's like I think my buddy that published there said it was like 70 percent yeah I, yeah i think it's 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 pretty bad definitely between 30 and 70 percent for everything yeah well i think we've probably <laughs> covered this topic as about as much as we can um so i think we're gonna we're gonna head out here so thanks for staying with us for this whole episode this little shorty uh subscribe to us on itunes uh, use us, uh, use our RSS feed on your favorite pod catching device and or software. Uh, leave us a, a review, preferably a five-star review on the iTunes so that maybe people will listen to us. We have listeners in the tens. <laughs> oh yes. That's <laughs> good times. So thanks for listening. Bye.